Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello and welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. Joining me today is none other than the fabulous Alexandra Cole. She is the author of the Purpose Playbook, which is a big insight into why she's here on the show today. And I'm glad that we connected in that way. She's doing speaking and training and coaching around this idea of purpose. And I think we're going to have a fun conversation about that. Alexandra, welcome to Live on Purpose Radio. Well, thank you so much for having me, Dr. Paul. I I feel like I'm here with the godfather of purpose himself. So I'm looking forward to our, our conversation. I think that's what attracted us to the same spot today uh, because I think, I think we've got a similar purpose. It sounds like it. Purpose and the purpose is purpose, but that's our purpose. It's yeah. Making it more accessible for others. Absolutely. I've looked over your purpose playbook and I love that you are teaching people some practical ways to connect with something that I think is a core element. Of, of living a joyful life. Before we get into that, I would love to know a little bit more, and I'm sure our listeners would love to know, what is your journey? Why are you here at this point? Would you share with us a little bit about your story and what it is that lit you up about this whole purpose thing? And then we'll see where that takes us. Would you share that? Absolutely. And I'll try not to go on too many tangents because this this could be several episodes in and of itself. But I would say to tell my story, I almost need to start when I was 10 and a half years old and I lost my mom to breast cancer. And she was a formidable woman. But I think the thing that she most taught me was to live on purpose, to live with purpose, because in the last few months of her life, she... I think must have created a list of all of her bucket list items and she made them a reality. And the one on the top of the list for her was to record a CD. She loved to sing. Mm -hmm. And in those last few months, she recorded a CD with her cousins who had a band and we went into a real recording studio and she lived out her dream. And that CD then became the main fundraising mechanism for a foundation that she started for psychosocial care for cancer patients. And that always stuck with me. And so I grew up in the Netherlands um, and ended up following in her footsteps and going to college in the United States. And after college or towards the end of my you know, time in college, it was time to find a job. And I remember looking around and instead of taking the time to ask myself what lit me up for your question just now, mm-hmm. I was looking at, you know, what would look best on my resume? What are all of my friends doing? What are the hardest jobs to get? What would make me the most money? And before I really realized how or what or where I had ended up in an amazing job, I was very fortunate to have this in management consulting in New York City. 
And I was working on the 19th floor of a high rise building right in the middle of Times Square. And I had always dreamt of making it to Broadway one day, but in that dream, I was on stage as a musical theater performer and not in a cubicle. Um, and so it, it took me, you know, one or two years to almost get my bearings and start to ask myself the questions that I think I'd been avoiding um, of, you know, is this really where you want to be? Does this really make you happy? Does this really allow you to bring your gifts to fruition and share them with the world? And of course, the answer was no, no, and, and no again. Um, but I think I was very intimidated by this pressure that I felt from the world around me and, and from um, myself, right, to do something that would be seen as credible, as impressive, as noteworthy, and I kind of lost myself along the way. And that is the point where, one, I think I started reflecting on the lesson that I had learned from my mom at the time. It's like, if not now, when, right? If not now, why wait to pursue these things that, that make you excited and bring you joy um, because you aren't guaranteed a tomorrow? And right around that same time, a very close friend of mine came back to New York um, from being abroad. And she and I had actually worked together on a very purpose-driven business in college. And at the time we said, you know, we should do this for real one day. And we thought that day would be, you know, at least a decade or two down the line. But she came back and um, we started talking about this growing gap that we were seeing between our generation the millennials, quote unquote, mm -hmm. and these large kind of corporates that had ruled the consumer landscape for so long. And we were seeing more and more of our friends leaving their corporate jobs to work for startups where they felt this greater sense of purpose. And we also saw them buying products from companies that had more of a story and a mission to tell. And we thought to ourselves, you know, why not help these big brands understand why that's happening and how they can actually better appeal to our generation by building more purpose-driven products and messaging. And that's what we set out to do. Um, and we started a company called Purpose Generation to help these large corporates navigate this new ecosystem. And through that process, I started realizing, oh, it's so much bigger than businesses. All of these consumers or these millennials that we're actually catering to, their biggest question is, what am I here to do with my life? And what is my purpose? And when I asked them, you know, why aren't you going out there and pursuing it? The biggest response was, well, I have no idea where to start. I have no idea where to start. I don't know what my purpose is. I don't even know if I have a purpose. And that's where the light switch went on for me. And I thought to myself, there has to be a way a practical roadmap, like you were just mentioning, to help people articulate you know, what lights them up and then live out this purpose with confidence, with clarity. And that's what inspired me and still inspires me to do, to do this work today. You know, I think everybody hopes that there really is one, a, a purpose to their life. I think it gives meaning. It gives a richness that we're lacking otherwise. It's so true. And I think 
that's part of the human experience, right? Is, is having that, that there's something more to this life. And to me, I fundamentally believe that every single person has been gifted a unique set of interests and talents and fears and gifts that they are meant to hone in order to contribute and and leave their legacy. And this doesn't mean it has to, not everyone has to be a social worker, right? Not everyone has to be famous for their legacy, but in some way, leaving your mark on the world by sharing those, those gifts and those interests and those passions. I think that in and of itself, um, you know, makes, makes life feel much more fulfilling. You know, Alexandra, as you were sharing your story, your journey, I, I hear so many familiar elements of that as we launch out into the big broad world. Right. And as kids, I think we have a better sense of our purpose sometimes than even we do as adults. Because you get in, you get out of school and you're like, okay, where can I make some money? What's going to look good on my resume? What's going to please my parents? What? And, and we go do what we think we're supposed to do without really connecting to what's best suited for us. In your book, you shared an example of buying shoes. And you find these shoes and they're just cute and awesome and you really like them, but they don't fit. And I love that analogy. I think this was in the very introduction of your book where you talked about, you don't just buy the shoes and try to force yourself into it. You're going to have blisters and a lot of pain. We need to find something that fits. Yep, exactly. And I use that because I think it's so difficult for people sometimes to relate to this idea of living out of their purpose, right? Because it's so easy to fall into kind of that daily grind of life and to convince yourself that what you're doing is the right thing. And in the future, you'll pursue your dreams. And in the future, you'll actually take a job because it's what you love and not just because it, you know, is what will make you the most money or give you the highest level of status or whatever it is. And I use this analogy of the shoes because for so many years, I was trying to make the shoe fit. And in that case, the shoe was this job as a management consultant, right? I was forcing it to fit because I so desperately wanted to be able to live up to this expectation that, again, I guess I had set for myself or my parents had set for me. Um, And it takes a lot to acknowledge and admit to yourself that you're super uncomfortable and it doesn't fit and you're living with these blisters. And at some point you have to ask yourself, is it really worth it? Um, And so that's really what the example is. And I love what you mentioned earlier about as a child, we're most in tune with our purpose. And that's why one of my favorite questions to ask people is what did you love to do as a child? What were the activities that made you lose track of time? Because that's a huge clue as to what you, you know, are meant to be doing today. And we all kind of shut that down as adults, right? Quote, unquote, we feel like it's not okay to, to play. And it's not okay to do all of those activities that seem, you know, unproductive, let's say. But there's actually so much magic to be found in, in you know, leaning into those things a little bit more. I think that's one of the indicators that we're on track. 
that we're, we're tracking this purpose that we have. And uh, like I mentioned a few minutes ago, I think everybody hopes that there is one. I'm hearing from you, Alexandra, and in your writing and in your message here, a very clear message that yes, there is a purpose. There are ways to identify it, to track it down. And then it is actually possible to live your life in a way that is in a better fit with what you are uniquely designed to do on this planet. Have I captured that well? 100%. That's, that's exactly it. And I like to sometimes use the analogy of a GPS system. And everyone, every single human on this planet has purpose programmed into the, the GPS system as okay. like their quote unquote destination, right? Uh-huh. And then imagine that there's a highlighted route. There's the most effective or efficient way to get there. And that is the route that, you know, ideally you would follow. However, just because of the nature of life, and like you said, we're conditioned by our parents and school and society at large, we keep getting, you know, directed to take a detour here and there and take a left turn or take a right turn. And you get off of that highlighted route. The trick is starting to learn to listen to that inner voice, right? That inner guidance system, which is that GPS system that's telling you, you know, stay right here or stay left there. And the more that you can start to tune into that and the more that you can kind of cultivate that connection with yourself, the easier it will become to stay um, on track, like you said, right? It's almost like purpose is that North Star and you're always just recalibrating. Um, and the more you can tune into that inner voice, the easier it will be to kind of stay on the right path. I love that we're on the same path here tracking that purpose. When we come back from this break, Alexandra, I would love to have you share with us what you've learned about what to do, kind of the practical application for getting on track to your purpose. Um, Folks, this is Alexandra Cole at Live On Purpose Radio, and we will be right back. Are you ready to take your positivity to a whole new level? I've been enjoying these conversations with my guests at Live On Purpose Radio. My own story about becoming more positive is something that I've shared in my book, Pathological Positivity. And right now, I'm giving the book away. You just pay for the shipping. Go to drpauljenkins.com, spelled with a D-R, and click on the big orange button right there that will get you a free copy of my book. You pay the shipping, I'll pay for the book. Sound like a good deal? Power up your positivity and get ready to see phenomenal changes in your happiness, your relationships, your business, every aspect of life. Enjoy this free gift from me. DrPaulJenkins.com. And we're back. Alexandra Cole at Live On Purpose Radio today, the author of The Purpose Playbook. And you're going to give us some insights here, Alexandra, in the second half. You've identified some, some practical ways that we can actually apply what it is that we're talking about here. 
because I think like we talked about in the first half, there's a lot of folks who are hoping that they actually do have a purpose. They sense that it's in there somewhere. They're hoping that that is actually true and that they can start to conform their life to that purpose in a way that creates more joy and happiness and fulfillment and profit and prosperity and all those fun things. And I, I know that you're on track with this, Alexandra. Walk us through it a little bit. Where do we start? What steps can we take to first identify and then start to live more fully our purpose? Yeah, I mean, it's such a big question, right? Why am I here? <laughs> Which is why I decided to dedicate a book to it to you really a whole, book. a whole book to break that down into more bite-sized pieces, let's say. So the entire the book consists of three parts and the whole second part is all a series of exercises and journaling and um, design thinking to kind of help people ultimately develop their statement of purpose. Mm -hmm. And for me, I like to think about purpose as the sweet spot between your interests or your passions, mm -hmm. your skill set or your gifts, right? These can be God-given gifts or they can be things that you've honed over time. And then finally, your potential to contribute. So imagine like a Venn diagram. That's also the cover of the book, right? And at the center is this sweet spot where your passions, your talents, and your potential to contribute collide, essentially. And the cool thing is that there are many things at the center at that sweet spot. Your purpose isn't one specific thing. It's not one vocation, one job. Um, but the more that you can, or the sooner you can start to articulate what your sweet spot looks like and actually start to identify a list of those talents, a list of those passions, and then a list of the ways that you want to use those two things to make an impact, the easier it will be for you to evaluate different opportunities in your life and ask yourself, does this align with my sweet spot? Will I be living in my sweet spot if I say yes to this opportunity? And mm -hmm. so I think that final part is the one that often gets overlooked. So when we're talking about purpose, we talk about passion a lot, right? You hear we that also, probably most, yeah. You hear that most. And passion is absolutely a core element of purpose. But the key to me is the contribution, right? It's actually using those skills and those passions to make an impact and to make a difference. And that's where, you know, when people talk about making a living doing their purpose or with their purpose, you have to focus on the contribution because what you're doing has to solve a need, right? For other people um, or for yourself for that matter, but it has to solve some type of need or challenge. And that I believe is, is the key to um, also finding a purpose that is most fulfilling. Because at the end of the day, humans feel most fulfilled when they're in service, or at least that's, that's my personal experience. I would agree with that. And that matches with my clinical experience as a professional psychologist, and also as a citizen of planet Earth. And there are reasons for that. I love, Alexander, that you have brought together these three very practical elements of purpose. We talk about passion all the time, and I think it probably gets overdone, which is a disservice if we don't include the skill element 
what popped into my mind, Alexander, is uh, some of these reality TV uh, contests, you know, like America's Got Talent uh, or Britain's Got Talent, you know, these, these shows where people clearly have a passion. Some of them don't have the talent. It's so true. It's so, I mean, that's a great example of it. Yep. Yep. That makes it clear. And it's the same thing. Some people clearly have the passion and they may actually have the talent, but they haven't thought about how they can use that, those two things to be in service. So it really has to be all three elements have to be in place. And if we look at the same example, you know, like these got talent shows, the piece that was missing sometimes comes into play as they win the show because very true. Now we're going to put them in front of audiences or give them a show or a contract or whatever it is. Now this is a way they can share the passion and talent that they have now gets to impact other people. And I love that you said that because I think too, sometimes we put so much pressure on finding this one purpose and we get so focused on the outcome that we miss that all of this is going to happen along the journey, right? It's really just a series of experiments. And, and like we were talking about, it's a series of, of playing essentially with some of your passions and with some of your interests and your um, skill set as well. And one of the things that I find really helpful that might be of interest to your listeners is this idea of purpose triggers. It's this thing I coined and purpose triggers are activities, people, or environment that give you that heightened sense of meaning, that heightened sense of purpose. Mm -hmm. And you can, if you just spend a few moments reflecting on questions like, you know, when do I lose track of time? When do I feel like I'm exactly in the right place, right? When do I feel like I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing? When do I feel most alive? When do I feel most lit up? Answers to those questions are going to be clues as to what your purpose triggers are. And right. if you can just on a day-to-day -day basis, set the intention to start building in purpose triggers into your life a little bit more intentionally, right? So let's say one of your purpose triggers is being outdoors. Maybe that's the thing that makes you feel most alive, make sure that you get outside every single day because those little things add up. Um, so I would recommend first and foremost, make a list of your three to five purpose triggers and then commit to at least once a week doing something that aligns with each of those purpose triggers. That is a brilliant suggestion for so many reasons. And I think one of the things that these purpose triggers can do is expand our thinking. And you found this, I see you nodding, Alexandra, because when, when you engage at that level, other things open up to you. You start to see more and you encounter people and opportunities that are just there waiting for you as you start to engage at that level. Yeah, it's I one of so the third part of the book, I actually talk about purpose blockers. So things that are going to prevent you from reaching your purpose or living on purpose and purpose enablers, things that are going to help you live on purpose more easily. And one of those purpose enablers is momentum, exactly for what you were just saying, because 
it does, it is like a flywheel effect, right? Once you start to build those things into your life, you're going to see more and more opportunities to increase the amount of time and energy that you're spending on the, the types of activities, people or environments that light you up. Um, and it's, it's amazing to watch that occur in some of my clients and some of the people that I've worked with. Um, so, but you have to start somewhere. And that, you know, the beginning is, is the hardest and it, it requires the most discipline. It's not easy, but there's some built-in fuel because as you do it, you find that this adds energy to your life. You know how some things that you get engaged in, it just drains you. Well, not this, not when you're on purpose. And that's a sign, right? Ask yourself. What are the activities that are draining me? But what are the activities that actually give energize me? And that, and again, that's a clue. That's a clue to lean into that. We're not here to endure life, right? We're here to enjoy life. I think that's just something that we all need to accept and stop, you know, putting ourselves in that, that victim position. Right. Joy, I think, is our ultimate purpose. As Agreed. I interviewed people over the years and, and in my practice, what do you want? You know, and they'll list whatever it is that they think they want. But it always comes down to if I had that thing, then I would experience joy, happiness. I, I love that you use that word. Life is to be enjoyed, not just endured. That tells us that we're on purpose. Yeah, I had another thought too, just really quickly, as I'm looking at the front of your book and this Venn diagram that brings together your, your passion, your skills, and then your ability to contribute, it creates a sweet spot and it's gold on this book. That sweet spot is gold. It is. It is. And when you hit that sweet spot, I like to describe it this way. You do what you love for those who love what you do. And you can't leave either part of that out or you're not hitting the gold. I love the way you said that too. I was actually going to ask you, you know, what, how would you define living on purpose, right? Because it's something that I think about a lot. Is that how you would define it? I think that's it. It's hitting the sweet spot that you've defined so nicely in your book with those three areas. Yeah. And, and, and the doing it for those who love what you do, that gets back to the contribution. And I've seen a lot of people kind of flounder in that area where they, they know that they're passionate about this, but how could I ever make a living doing that? Well, hello, you make a living by offering it as an impactful way to improve someone's life to other people. Exactly. And this is one thing I was listening to one of your episodes. Um, I'm trying to think who it was. It was with an entrepreneur and he was talking about a business is a business when you have one customer, right? As oh, soon yeah. as you have one paying customer. And I think it's the same with a purpose. If there is one person who is benefiting from what you have to offer and the gifts you have to share, then that purpose is inherently worthy. And I feel like one of the pitfalls that people get into is this, this purpose hierarchy almost. Some people say, well, my purpose isn't as valuable as this guy's purpose because maybe this guy is a neurosurgeon saving lives. And I think we all need to get out of that mentality because again, everyone has been 
gifted with this unique set of characteristics and interests and passions for a reason. And if we were all neurosurgeons or all social workers, we would live in a very dysfunctional, not to mention boring world. And so I think everyone, the first step is just embracing that what you're here to do and what you're here to share is inherently worthy and that it's not about comparing that to anyone else's purpose. Exactly. And you have something to offer that nobody else can because they don't have your purpose and your Mm -hmm. particular package. Alexander, this has been so fun for me to have this conversation. I've I've mentioned your book. Folks, the, the book is called The Purpose Playbook by Alexandra Cole. Alexander, could you just share with us, how's the best way to connect with you or to follow what it is that you're doing uh, for our listeners? Well, thank you so much for having me. First of all, this has been such a pleasure and I, I hope we can continue to, to you know, share this interest and support one another as we spread the word of purpose. Um, but the book is available on www.purposeplaybook.com. Um, It's also available on Amazon, whichever is easier for you. If you do order it on purposeplaybook.com, you'll get a signed copy. Um, And there's also a ton of amazing resources on that website. I've got some downloadables. And then follow me on social media as well at Purpose Lower Dash Playbook or Alexandra F. Cole. Wonderful. We'll put some links in the description for the show as well, Alexandra, and at Live On Purpose Central, where people will get a behind the scenes look at this particular episode. Thank you so much for joining us at Live On Purpose Radio today. It was such a pleasure, thank you. Folks, you've heard it from Alexandra Cole, author of The Purpose Playbook, and a person who exemplifies exactly what she's teaching. It's time now for all of us to go live on purpose.